Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Christian, let me ask you this morning. Is there an area you're holding back? You say, well, why do you care? Because what did I just say? It will bring, first of all, tremendous frustration, then pain, and then hurt. See, God knows. So he doesn't say to you, acknowledge me in 80%. Let's do the 80-20 rule. No, he says, you give it to me all. Because any part that you don't, it's going to bring pain. Why is it so hard to trust, to really trust God? We trust man-made things and worldly objects so easily, but when God tells us to trust Him for all our needs, we don't. Then we worry about it and figure out a way that we could take care of it. Pastor Mark will show us that this independence began in the Garden of Eden, and it's the core of sin. If we truly trust God, then when He tells us to do something, we do it believing that He knows how it's going to work out, that He will indeed take care of everything. Trust requires action before it really is trust. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 7, for our continuing study entitled, Trust and Enjoy God's Path. Right at the start, Adam and Eve said this, I want to live independent from God. This self-sufficiency, this self-dependence have been the ruin of mankind ever since that day. It continues today in my life and yours. Now, what those people are saying is this. Sin, as its most simple, basic definition, is this. I did it my way. I did it. Thanks, Pastor Mark, but uh, nice service. Like the baby dedication, music was cool. It's rainy, no place else to go, came here. But I don't believe at all what you've just said. I'm doing just fine my way, and I'm going to continue that path. I have a word for you this morning. It's a word from God. Take it gently. You know what you are? A fool. A fool? You see, that sin nature says, I don't want anything else, nothing to do with God. I want to do my own thing. No, that's wrong. You can't do your own thing. It's just a life on rubber crutches. You cannot do it. In Proverbs 3, 7, you don't need to turn there. It says this, do not be wise in your own eyes. A sinner is nothing but a wise cracker. That's not somebody from North Georgia. <laughs> they just are cocky. It's too bad you need a crutch because I can do life myself. You won't be saying that long because you will come to things in your road that you cannot handle. 
The second rubber crutch I want to talk about, turn to Proverbs 11.28. The second one is the rubber crutch of riches. The rubber crutch of riches. Solomon knew men. He knew himself. We'll talk about that in his downfall on Wednesday night. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you haven't been used to come and join us. Proverbs 11.28 says this. Whoever trusts in riches will what? Fall. You're here this morning and you say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't rubber crutch of riches. I mean, I have an education. I own a business. I work for this company. I'm at the, the company's doing better than ever before. I'm totally secure in my company. You've never heard of companies that go in and say, uh, we're going to buy another company. And they buy you. And now you're really going to get rich. And they go, we don't need you anymore. Ever hear that? Happens all the time. So Solomon says, you can't put it in riches or possessions. I get this home, Pastor Mike. I got It's secure. It is not secure. It's a rubber crutch. In Isaiah, God says this. Listen, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. As heavens are higher than this earth, so are my, what, my ways higher than your thoughts. See, God doesn't have a mind like ours. He's all-knowing. He knows every bit of the future. He knows as you and I turn the road of life and whatever is down in front of us, there's going to be lots. He knows exactly what's there. So I need his wisdom and his insight every area, every day of my life. Point number three this morning, do acknowledge God. So let's review the three commands we did. Do trust in God. Don't lean to your understanding. The third one this morning is do acknowledge God. Now, the word knowledge is strange. It does not mean this. You hear people say, you say to them, do you believe in God? Sure, I acknowledge God. Hi, God, how are you this morning? I know there's a God. I'm not stupid. That's not what acknowledge means. It goes way deeper than that. The word knowledge in the Hebrew simply means this. You see it on the overhead. To know deeply and intimately. So acknowledge God simply means this. I'm to know God personally and to seek his will for my life. Now toward the end of the sermon teaching, I'm going to share with you one more rubber crutch, but let me put it in right here. That's, that's hard to say, it, rubber clutch. Rubber crutch. Let me put it right here. This is a big rubber crutch. And you'll see it later. It's the rubber crutch of religion. See, many of you are here this morning from lots of different backgrounds and churches. And that's wonderful. In fact, I did a survey last night. It was kind of interesting. We went through and just asked kind of where you have come from and what kind of church. Let's do it this morning for fun. We'll do it really quickly. How many come from a Baptist background? Let me see your hand. Just, just look around. Okay, okay. How many from a Pentecostal background? Okay. Church of Christ. Presbyterian. Methodist. Church of God. Nazarene. Evangelical free. Good. Catholic. Take a look. Now, see, all of those are nice religions. Calvary Chapel from other places. There you are. See, you are. I'm a, I was Assembly of God. Nice religion. But it isn't religion. Acknowledge is a personal relationship with God. That's what with little Evelise this morning. You can't sprinkle her and say, you're now saved. Go live your life however you want. No, that's wrong. God's grace covers her until an age when she can personally ask God into her life. See, that's the Bible. It doesn't matter what church you belong to. So this acknowledge is something that says the rubber crutch of religion will always fail. 
So you have to be careful this morning. If you're depending on your water baptism, when you're a child, you're standing on a rubber crutch. If you're depending on communion, or if you're depending this morning on some kind of religious ritual that you went through, you're on a rubber crutch. The only thing you can depend on this morning is Jesus Christ. See, that's what he says. Now notice what he says here. Acknowledge God in how many of our ways? In all our ways. So every area of life, I'm to acknowledge him. I'm to hold on to him. Notice, acknowledge means I'm to pull my, put my f- full weight. Let me find a, a bench here. We're not talking, and this is what religion is this morning. Religion is this. It's putting your full trust in a system. You can call this this morning Assembly of God and Catholic and Methodist or whatever. Water, baptism, communion, keeping, Ten Commandments. God's word doesn't say put your full weight on that. He says put your full weight on who? Him. God. It's a personal thing. It's a huge difference. Many people have put their whole life on this. They're going to end up where they don't want to end up. They're good people, but they've been confused. They've been deceived by the truth. Now, I want you to write something down this morning. You're going to see something on the over that says, if we acknowledge God, we will turn over every area of our life to his control. Every area. Now, write that down, but here's something else I want, to write, I want you to write down very quickly. You can't hang on to any area of your life. Now, listen to this statement. I want you to just write down. I'm going to, I'm going to quote it for you. Here we go. Number one. An area, any area, excuse me, any area of life, any area of life, that is not placed under God's direction and wisdom will eventually bring pain, suffering, and frustration. Let me read it to you in a whole. Any area of life that is not placed under God's direction and wisdom will eventually bring pain, suffering, and frustration. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark... How do you know that's a true statement? Very simple. Stand here and look back over my life. How about you? You see, the word says acknowledge him in how many ways? All your ways. Even some of you that are mature Christians this morning, you're holding something back from God. How many people have I seen over the years that had a call of God in their life to be full-time kind of pastor, whatever, that kind of a thing, missionary, whatever. And because of finances, because of business, because of education, because of every other area, they're full for God. But boy, you're not going to get... Now, I will, God, when these things match up, when I get this certain amount here and get this and get settled, you know what? You won't do it then either. You see, you got to trust God with every area of your life. Christian, let me ask you this morning. Is there an area you're holding back? You say, well, why do you care? Because what did I just say? It will bring, first of all, tremendous frustration, then pain, and then hurt. See, God knows. So he doesn't say to you, acknowledge me in 80%. Let's do the 80-20 rule. No, he says, you give it to me all. Because any part that you don't, it's going to bring pain. Now, I, I like to say to you that every single day I do that. Hmm. Why don't we as Christians, when we absolutely know when I turn the road, that whatever's ahead is okay, I can trust God with every area of my life. Why don't I as a Christian? Because I still have the old sin nature. It says, yeah, you can do it, but don't do it in that area right there. But I mean, if I look back over my life, 
God has never failed me. So I have to work at it every day, just like you do. Well, Pastor Mark, how will God show me the path of life? If I acknowledge him, how will he show me? Let me give you two ways. Number one, we acknowledge God by learning and obeying his word. Psalm 119, 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's why we teach the word of God here. You see, God gave us his word that we might know him. As I study and read his word, I see the character of God. I see how gracious he is. I see how faithful he is. As you read Hebrews 11 this week, as you read the whole story of Joseph, you'll see that God coordinated and orchestrated all of that just as he does in your life. I can trust God. Proverbs 3.1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. I have to obey God's word. Just as I said to you this morning, it's not a mental reciting of the verses. It's not doing whatever church you came from, the Hail Marys or the, the Apostles' Creed, if you came from that, or the Pentecostal church. Amen. Praise God. Wonderful. Whatever. It isn't just memorization of verse. It's it's live in my heart. And I'm walking by it. Somebody was telling me a Catholic joke this week, you know, going through all of that, you know, how many Hail Marys or whatever. And I thought, man, that's so sad. But then I look at us in the Protestant church, we do the same crazy thing. We just give the Apostles' Creed and rip it off. means nothing to us. Some of us just worship. Our hands are up, but there's nothing in our heart. We haven't acknowledged God. It's kind of a form we're going through. You know, when I started Proverbs 3 and 5, oh, I know that. Why am I even here wasting my time coming this morning? I hope you haven't. Because you're probably learning some things you never knew. You could quote it, but we're not living it. So the first thing is, I'm going to find the path of life through this. His words, uh, what? Lamp and a light to my path. It shows me how to walk. Secondly, when he shows me, how do I react? Psalm 119, 32, it says, I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Here's one of the keys. When we understand, you see, we see these do nots in the Bible. And we go, man, if I got to obey that Bible and become a Christian, it's all these do nots. There ain't no fun. Well, no, wait, back up a moment. I run in the path of your commands. Why would I want to obey him? Because he knows what's good for me. And the things he's told me to obey are good for my path. And as I do that, I set my heart, what? Free. We have people all the time say, oh, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Woo, that's that freedom. And I say, well, what is this you're doing in your life here? Well, I can't obey that. That doesn't bring freedom. Huh? God's word brings freedom. And I can run in the path of his commands. He says, don't be angry. We'll go through some of those things. We'll go through the book of Proverbs and wonderful thing. Don't be sleeping together. Don't be dishonest with your money. Well, I can't run free like that. Yes, you can. Because it's good for us. What kind of attitude do we have? Secondly, not only will I learn the path that I'm to walk on by the word of God, but I'll learn it by prayer. We acknowledge God through prayer. Prayer is simply a religious term for communicating with God, trusting God, knowing God, understanding what God is. Look at the verse I have for you in Isaiah 30, verse 21 on the overhead. Look at it. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. See, the walk of life is to be a companionship with God. 
Prayer is what enables me to communicate and hear what God is saying. God loves to direct our paths. He wants to be consulted. He has all that. So what does that mean? Well, Pastor Mark, when I was out this week, I ran into a, a, a young lady and she shared with me, and I don't have time to go into detail, but she just shared with me where they were from in Florida and they were getting her and her husband getting ready to move to another area of Florida and they had all the things planned and it just didn't have a peace. So they just stayed right where they were. Good wisdom. You don't have a peace, stay where you're at. Then God opened up all these doors and they've arrived in Melbourne. And they searched those churches and they finally found a church. She said, we're so happy to be here. Now, when they were there in the other area of Florida, this verse does not say this, that one morning they woke up and they were driving in their car and they heard something from the back seat that said this, go to Melbourne, Florida. (laughs) No, that's not the way God works. See, it was a still, small voice in their heart. So, The path that God has for me, he knows. So as they were headed this way, there was no peace. So they just stayed where they were. And then some doors opened and they began to head this way. And it was like God said, go for it. That's it. See, through prayer, he wants to communicate with us. He's a personal God this morning. He'll direct you in whatever aspect of life that you need. You say, well, how do you know that, Pastor Mark? All I have to do is look back over my life. So when I get up in the morning, I ask God to direct me. Now, it's not weird. If you go out to the Chinese restaurant this afternoon, and you're passing down the buffet line, and you come to shrimp chop suey, and the next one over there is mugu gai pan, don't stop, get down on your knees and say, oh God, which one should I have? (laughs) If you do, don't have a Calvary sticker anywhere near you. (laughs) Because you're going to hold up the line, that's stupid. Get what you like. But when you're praying tomorrow for open doors, changing jobs, neighbor that doesn't know the Lord, all those things, pray for him. God's interested. You can eat whatever. And that's, you know, you have our conditioning. You see this deep fried whatever. God is speaking to you. Just move along in the line. Get the tofu that's next or whatever. That's, how do you know that? Uh, I won't even talk to you about it. All right, let's go on. Now, turn to Proverbs 15.10, quickly. 15.10. There's something very important you need to see here. As a Christian, as we're listening to God, we have to remain teachable. We have to remain teachable. Look what Proverbs 15.10 says. Stern discipline awaits him who leaves the path. He who hates correction will die. See, Satan wants to play with my mind, and he wants to say this. Well, you can just ignore God's word in this thing and do your own thing. It's a, you've been there before. You can, it's a no-brainer. Just do it. But God will come, and he'll correct me. He loves me too much to let me get on the wrong path. So he'll come to me, and how will God correct me? Well, number one, he'll correct me with a guilty conscience. I'll know it's wrong. Second, and you won't like this one, he'll correct you with a godly friend. And that's why some of you aren't in small groups is because you don't want to remain open. You're hurting your Christian walk because you're not in a small group. And third, I shouldn't say this, a pastor should never say it because people never want to come back to church again. But the third way God corrects us is through a Bible study. He's correcting us right now, right here. You see, as we go through this, God's been speaking to your heart. Why? Because he loves you. Now, I'm either going to take it and adjust or harden my heart 
and difficult times are coming. So I have to remain teachable. You say, well, Pastor Mark, it's easy for you to say. You get to share all this stuff with us. Well, during the week, I study. I have to do this for myself. And my wife often wonders what those noises are in my study. It's God going, can you just slicing me up? See, I get sliced up before you do. And it takes me days to heal. And God goes, hey, you're going to talk on that one? Hey, okay, let's settle it first in your heart. He said, well, Pastor Mark, I thought you were perfect. Well, normally I'm pretty perfect. <laughs> Guess what? There'll be a little surgery in the morning with God. Yeah, and that'll even come from my wife probably this afternoon before God gets me, but that's all right. Are you teachable? Would you turn to one more verse quickly? Proverbs 21, 16. And this is for numbers of you that are here this morning. This is, I'm going to give this, I normally give this toward the end of the altar call, but I want to mention to you now. Proverbs 21, 16. Look what it says. A man who strays, circle his word, who strays from the path of understanding comes to rest in the company of the dead. What is Solomon talking about? He's talking about a man or a woman who once knew God. They followed his path. They were doing fine in life. And as they turned some corners, Satan said, there's a little more excitement over here. There's another thing over here you need to go to. And so we, what does it say? Look at the verse. We strayed. And how does the stray happen? It doesn't go like this left turn it's we just kind of are moseying in that area and before long we look back and we got off the path it's a backslider it's a person who once knew god but you've gotten off the path now notice the company you're in it's the company of the dead it's unbelievers and when you're an unbelievers it will eventually destroy your life So, in the New Testament, we have a wonderful parable of the prodigal. And it says, when the prodigal came to his senses. And that's what God's doing to some of you this morning. You're not here by accident. You used to serve God. You were full on with God. But you're off the path. God says to you this morning, you're in the company of the dead. Turn it around. Come on back. Come home to the Father this morning. Be teachable. Come back where there's joy. Come back where there's life. You see, it is long as a Christian. If I remain unteachable, I get off the path. So I don't like that. God does. That's why he disciplines us, to bring us back to the path, because he loves us. This may have been a message that you didn't want to hear. Giving up complete control of your life, your money, your plans can be hard, if not an impossible thing to do. We always think we know best and we can do life on our own. Pastor Mark told us that when we lean on our own understanding, we're using a rubber crutch. It will not hold us up and we will eventually fall. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 4008, and the title of this message is Trust and Enjoy God's Path. Again, today's message number is 4008, and the title of this message is Trust and Enjoy God's Path. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue to understand what trusting and leaning on God is all about. It's hard to give up our plans to an unseen God, but when we really understand who God is, the creator of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth, and the creator of you and me, then it becomes easier for us to hand control over to him. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here